I've been on my mind for a while now Somewhere along the line, I think it's time though Yeah, I let go and lose control Lose control, yeah Life can be an overload Overload Hey, it's Brennan Gennetti, and you're listening to Music You're Missing. That track you just heard is Overload featuring Ollie and Feli from our guest today, Yo G Money. Overload is streaming atop the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist right now. If you're unfamiliar with Yo G Money, I can assure you that you've heard at least one of his songs because he's produced for the likes of Quinn92, Healy, Dej Loaf, Hoodie Allen, and even Chance the Rapper, and so many more. We'll get him on the line in just a minute, but first, you've listened to podcasts before, you know the drill, I got some announcements. This episode is sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, they are hooking our listeners up with our starter shave set for just $5. This set includes two razor cartridges, a handle, and a three-shave aid sample pack. You can take advantage of this deal on Instagram at the link in our bio, at music you're missing. Also, today the podcast is brought to you by BigNightShop.com. If you don't know what Big Night Shop is, those are the people that supply our merch. And we are giving you 20% off all our merch, all Big Night's Venues merch, and all the other podcast merch. We're talking beanies, hoodies, dad hats, mugs, fanny packs. Just use the code FALL20. Go to the website BigNightShop.com. You're going to want to act quick because the sale ends on November 19th. And I want you showing up looking so drippy on Thanksgiving by using the code FALL20, getting some music you're missing gear, bignightshop.com. Enough of the announcements. I am so excited to bring you Yoji Money on the show. I personally have been a fan of his since his 2018 EP universe from here. And it was so cool to connect with him like organically on TikTok. But we'll talk about that in the episode. Let's just get right into it. This is so cool that we connected on TikTok. That's so funny because I knew you, you know, way before TikTok. Um, So it was really cool that we were able to connect. Um, Wow. That is is cool. It's, I'm not, I'm, I'm just starting to get a hang of TikTok. Um, to like really see, I know it's potential for artists and such, but in terms of like the user ability that I have, it's pretty low, but you popped up on my, uh, on my feed and that you were giving some advice on the industry. And I was like, this is, this is pretty cool. And I, I just like, I think I follow like 10 people at this point. And I was like, I'll follow. And then, yeah, I just was keeping up. So it's cool that we connected from that. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I'm sure you probably saw me at, at our beginning when I was at, like, I, I work in the music industry, grad school at Berkeley. Like I definitely have formal training, but I've since transitioned to meet the TikTok world. So I'm like interviewing drunk college kids about Taylor Swift now. <laughs> and, like, you know, you gotta, you gotta change it up a little bit so the numbers can, can increase. Um, no, but- I totally hear that. It seems though, like, you know, just going through your stuff, you might not subscribe to all the social media business. Like you, you seem very much so yourself. Um, and it's not like you're forcing anything. So what's your thoughts on social media, especially where you're a producer, you know, you're not like, you're not trying to be the star of the show all the time. Yeah. That, and that's a good way to put it. Um, I recognize social ability, uh, social media's ability to, you know, really bolster a career and such. Um, for me personally, it's it's tough sometimes for me to integrate my day-to-day life into social media the way I see some other people able to do it so fluidly. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's a challenge sometimes. Um, I'm, I'm a very mindful person. Um, I'm not comparing. I'm not, you know, always trying to see what's up with everyone else. I'm just kind of in my own world. Um, so it has been a it has been something that I've had to, you know, sort of navigate in my career is how do you social media 
um, better for me while still being genuine, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. I saw, you know, you posted the books that you read for 2020. Atomic Habits was on there, which I've talked about on this show before. That was definitely a big book for me. Um, And I feel like that kind of translated into social media as well, like making yourself better so that the version of yourself that you put online is, you know, (laughs) who you are, but also like the best version of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I see some people doing it so well where I'm just like, I can tell this is so authentic the way that you're portraying yourself on online. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of get like, I'm like, damn, like I wish I could do it that, that well. Um, but the truth is, it's just, you got to do what's natural and feels good to you. You know? And even sometimes like I'll do something that is very much so natural to me. I saw also that you posted like your routine of like meditating and stretching and like sun salutations. Like I do that shit too, but I get scared to post that part of me on Instagram because it's so uncommon. Mm. Um, But I thought that was cool that you, you know, shared that that's part of your routine. Do you do that every day? Every day. Well, actually right now I have a, I have a fractured foot. So my routine's kind of like, from the things I did in that video, it's kind of like cut in half for like the things I'm able to do. Yeah. But, um, for everything, like I was doing that routine for, for a year or two. Um, and I'm, I'm going to get back to it right when I'm out of this boot. <laughs> it honestly is super powerful. That was, I was in like the same, uh, mode doing it every day. Then COVID came and I think I kind of used that as a, use that as an excuse to get out of it at first. Um, but then now that I'm back into it, you realize like how powerful that morning mindful, uh, like whatever you call it routine can be. It comes in waves too. Like I'm at the point now where I've done it for so long, my routine that it's, uh, it's become so it's so integrated that it's not, it's not hard to do it. Yeah. Um, but some days it's easier than others. Some, I don't, I don't look at my phone, um, besides today, which is release day, which is tougher. Um, but I try not to look at my phone for the first two or three hours that I'm awake. Um, just to be, you know, like I'm working on music, I'm doing my routines. And then when I have to answer emails and, you know, get online, I'll do that later on in the morning. That is honestly super powerful. I gotta, I gotta start making it more of a priority. Um, I think especially too, because a lot of your work, I'm sure stems from your cell phone. Uh, so to be able to put that aside for like two, two hours is, is powerful. Good for you. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier than others, but you always thank yourself. If, if you, if you get into a routine where you're not on your phone for the first few hours of the day, and then one day you slip up and you get on your phone and you pay attention to yourself throughout the day, mm-hmm. you'll notice, wow, I am far more reactive today and like i'm far more uh or i'm far less mindful today and it's really true um yeah very true honestly great words to live by we'll definitely be implementing those a little bit more um that being said thank you for calling in on what is such an exciting day your second single since your 2018 ep universe from here overload ollie felly just dropped how are you feeling i'm feeling good I always get the the jitters right before the release and then the jitters turn to excitement right when it comes out. <laughs> so what walk me through the jitters. Why why are we nervous people aren't going to like it? Are we nervous like in terms of streams? There's a, there's a saying that I kind of live by that uh a song when when you don't release a song it belongs to you. Mm-hmm. Um but the second you release it it belongs to everyone else. It no longer is yours. And I think it's that handoff of you know get this off my hands and like, I don't know how it's going to be treated in the world. I don't know how it's going to be perceived. Um, I don't know any of that, but it's no longer mine. 
mm-hmm. is something that when you sit with a song for a while, it's a little tough to, to, to be okay with. But then once right when it happens and you see people catching it with open arms, you're just like, ah, like another day. Like it's, you know, it's, it's looking good. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, I could have, I could have told you that this song was going to be looking good, uh, upon release. Cause honestly, it's such a great track. Um, I said, oh, thank like you a, so much. Of course. I have a group chat with, with some friends that we just, it's literally, if you scroll, it's just Spotify links and like a comment. And I sent, um, overload and they were like shut up what is like what is this i can't believe that i was like just came out today like go save it um so it got a very very happy reception from that whoa that's that's really cool to hear i I love overload you know sometimes i sit with a song for so long and i'm just like by the time it comes out i'm just like you know of course i love this song but i'm not like bumping it personally yeah overload i am personally bumping like by myself still and i it feels so good to, to release it while you're still in that state. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason that yeah. I, I liked it so much just for like my personal music taste, I think like the production of it, obviously like great vibes. And then in terms of the lyrics, like if you want to pay attention to them and you want to be like, Oh, wait a minute. Like he's talking real shit right now. Like life, it do be an overload. I think that's like my favorite thing that you can capture in a song. So that's definitely why I gravitated towards it. That's all. Yeah. Ali and Feli just, you know, did their things for sure. No one really comes like no one really comes soft when they when it comes to stuff that I'm working on, at least that I've noticed. Like there's so many times where I'll I'll have a song for a year or two, three years even, and then I'll hear a line that someone said on the song differently. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. And then I'll hit them up like, did you really mean this when you said this? And they're like, they're like, Yeah, I did. And I'm like, I that went right over my head. But now I understand like the brilliance of that line. Yeah. And I love realizing that in my own music. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, you know, obviously you've been busy like recording or producing rather for so many other artists. Why is now the time to start um, producing music again under the YOG moniker? Uh, it's that's a good question. I mean, some of these songs that are going to be on my next EP uh, come from right after the last EP. Um, and I make so many songs with artists and sometimes the song feels really authentic to, to something that in my life, you know, and to them, they might be like, there's like a few songs on the EP where the artists love the songs, but they're like, I personally wouldn't release this on my own thing because it just doesn't fit my sound right now. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm like, oh my God, like this song needs to be heard by everyone. So I've been kind of putting together this EP I realized I had something about a year ago, maybe like when I seriously was like, okay, let me start compiling and finishing and doing everything I need to do. Um, that was about a year ago. And then you got a, one of the biggest things about releasing songs as a producer is, uh, the featured artists getting like the business right and getting like it. Okay. With everyone's timelines and such, Mm -hmm. it's really like, it's a lot. It's a ton to, to navigate everyone else's, uh, you know, release schedules and such. So it takes a lot of time to get these songs out. Um, but now I have six songs that I'm like, I absolutely adore these songs and I'm just starting to release them one by one. And then I'll probably drop the whole EP, uh, to the, at the top of next year at some point. Um, but it just feels like the right time and I have the right song. So I'm not questioning it, you know? 
that's awesome. No, I didn't know if it was, you know, something more like tangible, like if it was like you had to meet a certain deadline, but it, it's cool that you just kind of felt right with what you had. What? Yeah. And there's been like, people have asked me in the last few years, like, Hey, where's the next thing? And I'm just kind of like, I'm producing for artists. I'm writing with artists. Um, it just doesn't feel right right now. I don't have the songs and I'm not going to give you like a 50, 50 project. It's just like, it's something that I wouldn't do. Yeah. So I was just, you know, I wanted to wait till I really had the songs. And actually it's funny because overload in, in terms of the, the beginning of the creation of songs, I think overload might have been the last song that got started on the project. Everything else got started before it. But when I made overload, I was like a year ago, I think it happened exactly maybe like a little after that, I was like, I got it. Like, mm-hmm. this is, this is the last song I needed for me to really feel secure with this project. So you had mentioned the kind of timelines, obviously going beyond just the actual producing of the song, but getting it right. When you finish a song, what's like the timeline of actually coordinating or do you have to coordinate before you finish the song? Um, well, I always make sure that the artist doesn't want to use it first because if they want to use it, they get priority and gotcha. I don't try to stand in front of that because I would never be the person like, no, 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 no. Like this is mine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That just doesn't feel right to me. Um, so I always make sure first that they're not using it. Um, and then after that, it's pretty much like sometimes like there's one song I started at early 2019 and I was just waiting for the right verse. I was waiting for the right, uh, maybe the end of 2018. I started, I was waiting for the right verse. Um, the production felt like 80% there for a few years, but I just couldn't get it. Like, I try, I might, I maybe sat down like 10, 15 times and was like, okay, today I'm going to get it. And then I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And then finally one day, um, about two months ago, I got it and I got the verse and I was like, that's it. So it all depends on different, different elements, um, different names on the song and all of that. Mm-hmm. I feel like not getting it is kind of getting it in a way like because you you know what you want you might not know exactly what you want but you know it's not that so i feel like you know even though nothing might come out of that session i feel like it does further advance like what you might actually be looking for it might unlock some things in the future oh it absolutely does and honestly to me when it doesn't feel right i don't try to force it i just step back because Mm -hmm. i'm like i want the story to be there i don't want anything to sound forced and when it's out i want to feel comfortable with it yeah so like on this particular song, when I got that last element, it was actually an acoustic guitar that my friend did. Um, I played him the song and he was like, what do you think about this? And he just did it. And I just, it was like that. And I will never forget the moment that I was like, the song is done. Like once wow. you lay that it's over. And it was exactly that. That's so cool. I mean, I, speaking of releasing for others, your tracks all day or your tracks with all day and then dubs in Quinn 92 went gold recently. One, congratulations. Those are your first certifications, you. right? Uh, yeah, these are my first certifications. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. Appreciate that. Was this like a bucket list thing for you or are you kind of like, you know, it's great, but it doesn't really change much. Both. Cause I definitely wanted, uh, you know, certifications and plaques, um, you know, as like a kid, when you start to realize like, those are the accolades that come with the profession, Mm -hmm. of course you're like, that's what I want. But having received other things in the past few years and then realizing that, Oh, my day to day is still the same. Like, you know, pretty much everything is still the same in my, like my mental, my life, everything. 
then you start to there's less value in you know like oh like it's something huge in the future and you start to just like appreciate that you're able to make music every day and mm-hmm. just be like wow like all right that's another thing amazing maybe even have a dinner over it and then be like let's get back like this is this is the life we live yeah no and i like that you said like have a dinner about it you can still celebrate it without uh it you know being the say i'll be all like but I, it is true. Yeah. I think there's so much difference between an industry recognition and like, you know, certification is actually like a milestone that you met versus maybe like a, a different type of like award or having gone viral or something. Um, it seems like not that you don't earn going viral, but this is very much so something that you earned, which is very cool to congratulate yourself about. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And it, it took a while for me to, to like, as you said, like have the dinner. It took yeah. a while for me to do that because... I think I used to be more frantic about stuff. Like when I would land like a big placement or something, I'd be like, all right, now I got to make 20 more beats yeah, like next? in the next few days. Yeah. And it, it took me a while to be like, if I don't celebrate these own little things, then it's just going to blow by and then everything's going to blow by. And mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. So I do have those dinners now. Hell yeah. I mean that and even like yeah. release day, I feel like that's a, a fun thing that you want to celebrate. Just anything, any little victories that you can, because at the end of the day, this ain't an easy profession, whether you're a producer, singer or the business people behind it. So you might as well have some fun along the way. Exactly. And the, the, uh, little accolades and the leveling ups are less, uh, they're less in your face than if you just worked a kind of like a normal nine to five. It's like you get a promotion and that's cut and clear. You get yeah. a bonus that's cut and clear. Like, but with music and like, and not probably a lot of other professions, you got to seek it out more and like really be like, okay, we're celebrating this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Val- we talk about this a lot too on the show is like validation. She's nice. <laughs> we love validation. <laughs> I, like it's so I don't even know trendy, I guess now to like discredit yourself, um, and to not be confident, but definitely like it's, it's nice to be validated and to be reassured that what you're doing is the right thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that's so true. I like that. I do want to talk about a quote that you said. Um, honestly, I'm, we've, I dug deep when I was researching as I always do. I'm talking like Detroit Jewish news from 2014. Doug. Oh no. no. We found videos of you asking a girl to prom. Like we won't bring them up, but just know that we, we dug deep. That is, that's crazy. (laughs) I I promise this quote is actually a good one. In fact, it's, it's a great one. Like this is tattoo worthy. This is what you said. You said, I don't want to be that guy on stage. I want to be the guy behind the scenes, putting it all together. I don't even care about the credits. Just once you hear that sound, I want the gratification of you experiencing the music exactly the way I want. First of all, what a fucking dope quote. (laughs) Yeah. You said said that. that. You said that. I'll have to send you the link. It was from like 2016. Um, secondly, I think what I want to do is like ask you what it, does that still hold up? It's from our conversation so far. It seems like it does. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I still don't want to be the person front and center. Um, it's just never been like the thing I've been aiming towards, like, you know, fame, all that, like, I'm sure it's awesome, but Mm -hmm. it's just not, it's not something that I lost over, I think. Um, damn, I can't believe I said that. Dude, what year was that? I, so I didn't have the exact year written down, but I'm, if I remember correctly, I think it was an article from either 2015 or 2016. Wow. Yeah. I need to start sharing quotes more because I, I write a lot. I just don't, I don't share as much. So like, that makes me want to share some more because I, I really 
even sometimes when I hear something that I said years back and I'm like, oh, that's definitely like a more immature me. Mm-hmm. I'm still like, but I still see the the validate or like the value of that. Mm-hmm. And I understand it. And I'm glad I, I put it out there. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, kind of going off social media, I guess. Um, but like when you do get to share content or whatever for your job, it is cool to look back on it and be like, oh my God, I was either such like a douche or like, hey, I was onto something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but so, it, it definitely still holds true. Like I definitely, uh, I definitely st- stand by all that from, yeah. from what I heard. Yeah. Well, speaking about being on stage, you're, you don't ever, you don't play out, right? Uh, no. And I would maybe be, I, I would be open to it. Um, I, I don't have like the, you know, we'll see what happens kind of, Yeah. but I, I did tour. I opened for, uh, an artist I work with a lot named Healy. Mm-hmm. Um, I toured with him on seven dates in 2018 and it was a really cool experience. Um, but I don't know. It's, uh, I, I live a pretty, uh, my lifestyle is, I love my lifestyle. It's set in stone kind of. And if I was going to tour, it'd have to be like, it'd have to be a moment, you know? Yeah. What, what is a live show? What would a live show look for you? Like, do you DJ? No. Well, back then I, back then I kind of, <laughs> it was a crazy story. So like I, I went to their, sh- I was in New York, um, doing sessions and stuff in 2018. Like, uh, I was, I lived in LA, but I was taking a trip to New York and then, uh, I was going to stay until his show in New York so I could see it. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I might as well go to Philly with them the next night. Um, cause we were kind of working on some stuff in the bus too. And then the next night something happened with the opener. And then I just remember them asking like, Hey, do you want to open? We're on the bus on the way to Philly. Hey, do you want to open for us? Um, on this next leg before, uh, Toby starts opening. Who's uh, another artist that mm-hmm. we work with. And I just said, hell no. <laughs> in the bus, I was like, I, no, 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 no. I was like, hell no. And then we're all like, okay. And then we all put our headphones back on. And then like an hour later, I was like, hey, 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 you know what? I'll do it. Because I just like, I like doing things that challenge you and you're scared of. Because I was definitely scared. Because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Or like, yeah. I don't even know what touring looks like. But I started putting together a set on my computer where I did some of my songs um, I did some unreleased songs and then I did some songs I'm listening to and I like made, uh, I did the layout so I can kind of make new beats live over them. Dope. And, uh, you know, obviously some scratches and some stuff to get the crowd going, but I was kind of like, I had a keyboard up there in my computer and I was just like making beats and like playing good music live. Damn. Talk about learning on the fly. That's crazy. I mean, that's such an opportunity too, that you don't necessarily want to pass up. So I, I understand why you'd want to go through the pressure of learning on the fly. Did the audience respond? Did we have yeah. a good moments? I had good moments. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would say like out of the seven shows, four of them rocked and three of them were learning experiences. The first night, it was crazy. The first night I think was in DC and uh, I didn't have a keyboard. Like, And I was like, yo, I need a keyboard. Like, I'm not just going to be there with a the laptop. So <laughs> someone went to get a keyboard from Guitar Center and they gave it to me 10 minutes before my set started. So I had to configure this keyboard like on stage while everyone was there. And I remember looking at this, like, I don't remember how many, it was a big keyboard and I knew, okay, I can click these five keys cause I know what they do. And then I'll figure everything out else out the next night. So it was the middle of the set. I was doing good. Everything was kind of timed up. I was definitely nervous, but I guess I was doing fine. And then I clicked one key that wasn't in those like five 
And it just went dead silent <laughs> in the middle. Of, and I was just like, and I remember hearing people kind of, there was maybe like 200 people there. I heard people kind of talking and oh, like, no. well, what's going on? And I was sweating and it took like, yeah. it probably took like 15 seconds to get it going again, but it felt like an hour. Oh, 15 but seconds I did. in live time is like eight, two hours in whatever world is in your mind. Oh my God. But I, when I, I remember after my set, I felt really good that I pulled it together and I didn't like, you know, freak out when yeah. that happened. And I was just like, you know what? Like no one's going to remember that Healy killed it. You know, it was a great show. We're good. So yeah. Learning experience. Honestly. Wow. Though. What a great way to handle that because that is so true. Like it might seem like the end of the world and for any like independent artists is listening as well. It might feel like the end of the world, but like that stuff happens to everyone. And we have, we've talked about so many stories like that. Um, but good for you because if that ever happened to me, I think I would just quit music immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I wish I could like access my mind in those 15 seconds. I definitely was tripping out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being said, all right. So no, no live sets particularly in, in the future, correct? Uh, we'll see what happens, we'll but what nothing happens. planned right now. That, yeah. And going off that, we got a new EP coming soon. What more can you tell us? Yep. Um, it's six songs. It should be releasing top of next year. Cool. And it's a lot of artists. It's a, uh, it's over 10 artists. Um, wow. so it's, it's, it's way in terms of, uh, how many people are on it and how many songs it's way more material than the last EP. Dope. Dope. All right. Well, I'm super excited for it. I do. I do have some other like random ass questions that I think we should just ask you because I feel like anyone that's familiar with you would really love to know them. What do you think your most underrated track that you produced is? Um, oh, uh, wait. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me think for a second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, shit, man. Uh, <laughs> damn. I honestly, I don't know. Like I, I would have to look. All right, you know what? That that's okay. I feel like that means you're happy with the uh, rating, if you will, or the achievements of all of them. I think so. I mean, the, oh, uh, one song that comes to mind right off top. Uh, speaking of, I was just speaking of Healy. Is is Nike's on by Healy? Such a great um, track too. Which that song, just like the the way it was made, and like we made that in I think 2017, and it didn't come out to like 2020. And that whole time, we were kind of like this is the one like, this is, you know, this is the next one for sure. And I've never been so sure about something like I, I've never been so sure about a song that I was like, Oh, cause most of the time you can guess, like, I think the song is going to go and then maybe it doesn't, mm -hmm. or you could be like, yeah, I don't know if this is it. And it'll go crazy. But like with that song, I was, we we're all like, yo, this is, this is it. And it definitely did really well, but I think there's still a whole nother life in it. So I think that would be my answer. That's uh, I honestly do agree with you. I feel like there is a whole an, another life in it because I feel like that was my first um, like uh, exposure to Healy. And then I've seen yeah. I've seen that everywhere. And so much so that I'm wow. like, they, I know that this track hasn't fallen off yet. If anything, I don't even think it's been in all of the ears like that. It's reached its like maximum amount of exposure yet. So I don't know if it's going to be like a TikTok thing or something, but I definitely feel like that moment's coming. Absolutely. I feel I think the song was kind of like, it's kind of ahead of its time in that I didn't even, when we made it, I knew something special was there, but I didn't even understand it. We weren't, I wasn't making anything else that sounded like that, like exactly that. And I feel like still when you click play on it, there's just so many, there's parts of it that 
I don't hear in other music. Mm-hmm. So I think that I, I even, if that song takes five, 10 years to have that other life, I really think it will. So that is my answer. Awesome. Honestly, that was such a, such a great answer. That was cool to hear a little bit insight on that. Um, we wrap up all of our interviews with this final question. Where do you hope to see yourself in one year's time? Um, one year's time. Uh, I hope that I could just like, I love, I love what I'm doing in my life and everything around me and that I'm able to, you know, have make a living off of this and such. Um, I hope that I have that same steady head on, which I know I will Mm -hmm. and, uh, just keep elevating because I don't think we're, we're not even, we're not there yet. You know, we're just, we just want to keep going up for, for as long as I can think about. So, uh, keeping the same mindset and, uh, the same gratefulness that I have every day while also just being so ambitious, like I am and wanting to keep moving up all the time. Beautiful. Honestly, we'll have to add that one to the quote book too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to send me that quote. I, I will. Can't believe I will. I said that long ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that and it was like, wow, this man is a, not only is a producer, he's a poet. Um, <laughs> but Yoji Money, thank you so much for calling in and congratulations on the release of Overload. That is so cool, you know, that you're finally back to releasing music under Yoji Money. Um, I know that it's probably a crazy time for you. So thank you for taking the time to chat with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on here. I've been on my mind for a while now. Somewhere along the line, I think it's time though. Yeah, I let go and lose control. Lose control, yeah. Life can be an overload.